Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Check out the schnazzy new intro. Hat tip to Jacob on the ones and twos. Hardest working producer in the game. Welcome back to the big show. Manic Monday. Wish it was Sunday here at Colton Penn HQ with the big man. Oh my goodness, you knew I was going to be coming out hot. We're coming hot. Gosh, the fastest show on MLB absolutely anywhere with the biggest big mouth anywhere. I was talking that shit, and I backed it up. That's what happens sometimes. When you're always in the arena, Jeff L, D-Rock, Rich Clark, Brian Rose, Brian E, Brian, Brian, Doctor, Doctor, what's going on, everybody? I'm doing the thing that we do, me and you, the Colt to the Pen Crew, baby. Welcome to the Phalanx, the new subscribers. Welcome aboard. All the new people, welcome aboard. What do I mean? This is 300, man. We may not be huge. We are freaking fierce. We're going to walk you through that little tunnel and boop, into the pit you go. It ain't madness. This is Call to the Pen, everyone. Yes, I'm coming out of my chair. I am the new, you know, self-proclaimed strikeout prop king of the world on the hitter side, right? The thing that no one talks about. I'll probably ruin that market if I haven't already. And if you're unfamiliar or somehow you were, you were asleep, I was the star of the show this weekend. I've been talking about these hitter props, and again, yeah, I'm, I'm boasting a little bit because I know everyone here, these are friends and family with us. But you know me. It was so uncomfortable for me to, yes, hit a 10-leg under strikeout prop parlay where every leg was at least plus 120, and I turned $1.40 into over $10,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It just sounds absolutely ridiculous when you say it that way for 10 hitters to not strike out to turn a dollar forty into ten grand, baby. But what's the real truth behind it, right? What's the real truth? The real truth is yes, I think we've identified a a glaring hole in the market. And we even telegraphed how, right? You know what I mean? I pull the curtain. Disciplinary statistics stabilize much faster than surface stats. Therefore, if you're using rolling graphs and weighted averages, maybe a touch of charting, you can get that stuff on fan graphs. The book that sees the 26% strikeout hitter is missing the fact that these things happen in waves. And if you catch a hitter entering, you know, down wave, again, if you're new here, nuance and context, get ready, you know, strap up and strap in, as I used to say. Let me begin. It's another momos out there are using K percentage and walk percentage. Like, again, that's that's them. This is us. Okay, you got to do better. You got to pop the hood. Building tapestries underneath. It's underpinning statistics. Greater than sign, right? Key rate. So when you're identifying these 50, 60 plate appearance samples, I build parameters. Let's call it 
82% overall contact. Let's call it 87% zone contact. Let's call it sub 30% chase rate. Let's call it single digit swing and strike rate. Put them together. What do you got? Bibbity bobbity boop. It's what put it together. What do I got? I don't care what the K rate is. I don't care. It's oh, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Granted, if you wanted to make an argument that there might be a two-strike approach, I would ask for the statistics, but that's the one thing I'll give you. If not, K-rate doesn't matter. It's about the underpinning stuff. And again, so we identified a bunch of these hitters that I thought were mispriced. I put together a ticket, which lost that day, which tells you what, everyone. It's a volume game. There's a reason why these things are priced up at plus 150. Plus, you're subject to bad calls, something Jay and I were talking about also. Then we'll get into the games. Is there's a subjective element to this stuff that can't be captured. And it's something I've noticed, which has made me especially sour about these terrible umpires. Again, I, I should be logging some of this, but since I can't do the whole thing, I don't want a small sample and look extremely biased. But I'm telling you, when a hitter takes a ridiculous cold strike, you can pretty much mark that up as a strikeout. I even saw something on umpire order today, which again, just just all the all those television box people, that moron Ted, moron Jeremy Momos. Honestly, these guys who think they are baseball don't understand the stuff around it, the cool things that just don't matter. Just whatever. It's just it's so absurd. You know, but you you gotta build tapestries, understanding what you're vulnerable to. Again, so umpire order to put out. And again, these are he's got all the all the goodness. Forty-two times already this year. Forty-two. Has a home run been hit after a missed, an obvious missed cold strike three? Think about, think about how small of a set that is, how impactful that is. That doesn't even keep in mind all the subjective stuff I mentioned, right? If you thought I was going to lead you that, no, 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 no. So these are hitters that should have been called out and would have been out with the GPS system. Again, the morons that think, um, look what the seam is touching the line and the umpire could see that. It's so stupid. We're creating rules for something that humans can't possibly understand and possibly, you know, adjudicate. It's impossible. It's that's what people are so ridiculous. Then you had morons talking about the foul pole. It, 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 just honestly, just lack of critical thought, morons. And again, we want this stuff in the market because it helps us make money because we're clearly smarter than these people, you know. It's just, it's whatever. I'm actually dumb. I just understand how to think. So I put together a put together a ticket. And those are the plays that didn't make it. So again, just to humble, be a bit humble after all that nonsense. Plus, you're never as good as you think you are, right, when you're up top. Again, if I was that good at it, I would have spanked the plays that I posted. I just happened to be lucky enough that those were not good. And the the auxiliary plays were all money but the lesson there for myself and everybody is that's why it is a volume play like it's the only time you'll see me post massive tickets right i'm not that's not my style i want we want to be robust something we've talked talked about but i don't post these crazy crazy tickets all right i'm not a crazy parlay king and i don't advise that anyone does that Damani, I see you. Thank you. Hit the button, everybody. It matters. Like button, notification button, bells and whistles, thumbs, cartoon, this and that, because that shit matters more than it should. But anyway, listen, we make you make money being smart. We identified the edge. No one should be parlaying 10 legs of anything. In fact, if you do the math, a dollar forty may have been like borderline irresponsible for me. I just ha- was putting together this, uh, uh, like a simple model. I don't want to make it sound like I'm brilliant. I was putting together a simple model with simple parameters and some weighting averages. 
I didn't want to post 20 plays. I thought it was too much. I cut, I found the best six. And that's that's the lesson. The lowest K rate, the lowest strike. That doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. That doesn't guarantee anything. And then you weigh with the odds, which is generally what I do. You'll notice the ones I do post are very high odds, which is why we've been so successful. Because when you're betting 160, you don't have to win that often to make money. You know what I'm saying? You know, yesterday I posted one on my way at the door, and then we'll get into the games. Eight plays, they're all plus money. A little bit of disappointment, maybe a bad call here or there. But you go four and four, we made 10% ROI on the day's wager, and you move on. And that's what I'd be more proud of being known for, right? The guy grinding out plus EV, showing people how to win sustainably, than like Mr. Parlay's, you know, listen, 7,300 to one. I got people coming out of the woodwork. Ooh, one to Toby. <laughs> because I knew I was going to hit that. Come on. It's a once in a lifetime. In fact, Spreadopedia, uh, Jason W. from VSIN, he's also very well known. He might be the best futures player that I like can think of. Said it was the longest odd hit he'd ever seen in a conventional sport. I think he said he might have seen a futures ticket better, but not like on a, on a slate. So anyway. Enough of that. Let's see if I can bang through these games. There aren't that many. I think we got 10. So we'll fly through it. If we got to go an extra five minutes, we will. I'll also try and mention some of these strikeout props as we go. Because, I mean, people want them. I still like them. I still got them. And until the books change and take them down or disallow you from parlaying them, then people are going to play them. So let's make some money. First up, it's the Cubbies. Baby Bears on the road. Javier Assad minus 130 dog on the road against Alex Fado and the Tigres from Detroit Rock City. Listen, Assad's been good, but I'm calling negative regression. The fantasy community is going nuts for this guy because he has the two-step, right? I, I get fantasy people chasing that for a reason. But 311 ERA, 125 whip. However, you know, K-walk ERA at five and a quarter. Sierra, and expected ERA at four and a half or worse. Why? 18K to only 10% walk. That's not going to do it. Six and a half swing strike, not going to do it. 40% ball rate. Again, like I, you know, that kind of ties in before. The Momos are chasing K rate and ball rate, uh, walk rate, because they don't understand that there's more, I don't even like to say predictive. It's just descriptive. There are better ways to describe what has happened in a pitcher's control. And if you want it, you follow me on Twitter, formerly known as X, scratch that, reverse it. At John Legaza, right down there. L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A, John Legaza, flow sharper than a razor. Look for the data stuff. It'll take you to Sharpener. The sheets are even free. If you want to pay for it, pay for it. I don't I don't really care at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm more into people just understanding this and pushing up against the general like stupidity that goes on. So yes, we all know walk rate, and it's not a bad stat. However, you're always better using ball rate. And if you're new to it and you say, what's who has that? Well, I provide it every day. Ball rate 36%. Let's call it average. Anything worse than 38 is bad. And in reverse, anything under 35 is really good. Anything around 33 or better is great, right? That's George Kirby. So back to Assad with a nearly 40% ball rate. This guy could easily have, you know, his 10% walk rate could be 14% walk rate. 27 O-swing, 91 and a half zone contact, right? All just the opposite of what we're looking for in general. 355, um, 326, I'm sorry, expected Woba. Again, all well above average now he's been good on the road if you're looking at surface stats but his xfip is still five and a quarter last 30 days same thing people are seeing the one eight era last 500 pitches don't however k minus walk era and sierra all at four and a half or worse so the cubs here are my bad chalk alex fado who i have liked i think he's a positive regression candidate i don't know if i get back because i think it's his first time back 516 era but a 0.99 whip right one of those things is not like the other one of those things just doesn't belong so again, I backed Fido in the past because I like the control 23K to only 6% walk, 34% ball rate. See how we do it? 
66 first strikes away, also like that. Pitchers that get ahead and then can use their control. The problem has been too many fly balls and too many barrels has led to too many home runs. But again, if you're looking for regression, a lot of times that's kind of the best place to look. Well, those home runs, they are, you know, they are a bit wonky. The ERA is really bad at home, but the indicators are a lot better. Or Fado, location and pitcher plus, better than 100. I should have mentioned that for Assad. And when we look at that indication, again, I'm not crazy about the plus metrics. But I think we can use them as a generality. When you get, you know, agreement, then you could go for it. And again, Assad just not anywhere. 93 stuff, 98 location, 94 pitching plus. He's not, the models just don't think he's very good. So again, I think this is the bad chalk. He's going up against a Detroit Tiger offense that stinks right now. You know, don't be masked. 260 batting average. However, 27K to only five walk, 35 chase, 83 in zone contact. So there is, you know, he's going to give him a fighting chance. I mean, the Tigers offense will. I tend to like a few of the individual pieces. Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, Kerry Carpenter, but it's not really showing up at the stat page. We'll have to see. I mean, you got the hard hit rates and the barrels. 111 WRC plus for the Tigers, but the disciplinary stuff is terrible. Flip side, the Cubs, who were rocking and rolling, man. The bottom fell out, and it fell out fast. Now, bottom five in runs, less 500 PAs, and we're rocking. 229. Team batting average, 12% swing and strike, 83 zone contact, only 29% hard hit rate. That's a 90 WRC+. plus. They have really struggled, but they have hit righties pretty well. So maybe Fado is in trouble. I do have his game log up. I wanted to see that last start. Oh, no, he did, he did make the last two, actually. Sorry about that. So he went five, gave up none, struck out six twins. I mean, we know how that goes with the strikeouts, but he was pretty good. D-Rock says the intro looking sharp. Yeah, darn right, man. We never stop. Tell your friends. Help. Do you know, who knows? Eleven people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We gotta get. We gotta get this bad boy to a thousand. Rate, review, and subscribe because it matters more than it should. Especially, as, you know, you talk the smack that I do. We're bound to lose. We're bound to lose a few. But also, you should listen again. The people are just like the follower farm. You really should be calling for quality. And again, I really take a lot of pride in all of you out there. Rich Clark, D Rock, Damani, Jafel, all you guys, Brian, 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 and Brian, my favorite law firm. I take a lot of pride in the quality of the interaction. I've really always dreamt about providing an immersive experience, and I feel like we've kind of done something like that. Because this show has spawned group chats and discords and, and stuff and created a couple of friendships and really helped push people. I know I've spurned some work, right? People have signed up to my stuff. I've seen it behind the scenes. And then they'll take my model work, employ team totals, picture ranks and stuff, and build off it. And I, I appreciate it. I feel like it's, you're not being copied. So... In 49 jillion words or less. I, again, I think it's bad chalk. I might even like Detroit to win this one. But at plus 115, I'm not really feeling it. So there's the longest analysis for no action. Just be careful with the Cubbies. Next up, San Francisco and Scott Alexander. He's going to open as a plus 145 dog on the road against Aaron Nola in the fighting fills. They're really starting to get going. Right, we've seen the Phillies was just last year. Just got hot at the break. Aaron Nola was the number one regression candidate in the league as far as really good pitchers go, and that's kind of come to fruition. 4-6 ERA with one fifteen whip, but all the indicators, he doesn't have a single one above 3.85. The K rate at 25, the walk rate at 6, ball rate at 32.5. Talk about control, man. So anytime you see that the walk prop is in order, bring up the under walks if you can, Jay, for Aaron Nola. And again, whenever I mention these, if I say go for it, we talk about a viable price. If it's like minus 130 or better, I think we can go for the under on that one. Under one and a half walks at plus money for Aaron Nola. I think we go with this. Let's do it. 
Off the top of my head, San Francisco is not very disciplined. I really like this one. 26K, they only 7% walk. They're bottom five disciplinary team, the Giants. 73 WRC plus, bottom five expected. Well reverse, righty last 30. They've only scored 40 runs. They don't have a single steal. 223 team batting average. All the things we've mentioned, if you're not going to be good, you got to get on, you got to steal. You, that's the only way. Like uh, the Guardians, like that's how they do it. Right, the Marlins, even better, maybe. Contact plus runs if you're not going to hit for power. Fire Sports, what's going on, man? Little late. Good morning, gang. Sup, 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 yo. Yes, I sure you don't stop. Welcome back to the restaurant where the chefs eat. I know, like, you know, listen, people that are super sharp, smarter than me, better at this than me, just kind of, you know, walk in the door. Hey, Norm, what's going on, everybody? How we doing? Hey. Again, I really felt, I, I, that's what I'm m- the most proud of, is... Man, I feel like I'm just, I hate to be too like, you would know it for the first few minutes. I hate to be too arrogant, but it's when I buck up against authority, that's that's when you see the, my teeth come out, you know what I mean? Leonidas goes freaking nuts, but I really am very proud of having kind of a gravitational pull for quality people. I'm very proud of that. You know, the type of work I do, the amount of work we put into it, and the way we present it, you know, again, you, I'm that guy, yeah, I may be an a-hole, but I'm your a-hole. You know what I mean? I take the shirt off my back for you people. But if someone crosses you, I'm going to be the first one in the line of fire. You know what I mean? That's always been high roll, sticking up for people. And trying to avoid those bullies. You know what I mean? We bully the bullies. That's the only bullying that goes around on around here. So, Philly, starting to get it going on offense. Check it out. Top five offense right now. Number one in home runs list. 500 plate appearances. That's an 845 team OPS. Check this out. 89% zone contact as a team. 40 fly ball, 42 hard hit, 11 barrel. Holy hachi machi liberace. Get out of the way of the Phillies right now. And the bullpen doing the thing. 3-5 ERA, 3-5 Sierra last, 33 and two-thirds. So I think the Phillies covers also in line. So we're going to take the plus money on the Phillies. And again, Jay, you know how I am with these full game run line covers? We I, I don't need plus money, but I don't want to go to even minus 130. I'm squinting because I'm I have the dark dark side. You got plus one thirty. Let's do that. We can do that one also. So we're gonna go with correlated bets of Nola to keep his control in check under two walks with the Phillies to cover it, having the three phase edge over the garbage giants. Next up, it's the Redbirds and Drew Rob, who again very I, I know nothing about. But he's on the bump. His debut is today for the Cardinals on the road against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I got barely falter, although I saw a couple of mixed signals on the probables list. These things can happen this time of the year with really bad teams. Let's take a look at Drew Rom. Now, now generally, generally, uh, good pitching earns a promotion, right? Not breaking any, not not breaking any news there. So Drew Rom on the season, he's had a very rough go. I guess he's recently come over from Baltimore. 86 innings in the AAA Baltimore affiliate. It's a 5-3 ERA with a 1-7 whip, 11.5% walk rate. I mean, it's a lot of ground balls. I don't know, a lot of hard hit balls it looked like. He's gotten Babbitt to death maybe. 391 Babbitt, 290 average, but the hard hit rate up near 50%. So, I don't know. You know, we normally attack these guys. you got to think he's going to get smoked. Jay, can we get the Pittsburgh team total? That's the first place I want to go. I don't think I can back Bailey Falter and Pittsburgh. Also, St. Louis bullpen has struggled. 5-3 ERA list, 40 and two-thirds, 290 batting average allowed. 89 contact, 44 hard hit, one and a half, home and nine. Oh, Jason, the team total for the Pirates not listed. I would have that one. As a good list. How about, you know what? I don't have overs up. 
This one kind of feels like an over to me. I didn't really algo check. Let's say if it's eight and a half or better, I think we can go with the full game. Let's dive on into it really quick, everybody. So again, I don't know much about Rom, but he's gotten beaten up in the minors. We go over to Bailey Falter. 4-9 ERA, the 1-5 whips a killer, 850 OPS, all the things we generally go after. He's not walking anybody, but it hasn't helped him. Only 16K, 17% whiff rate. He does get ahead, but has a ton of misses. I have added that to my my pitching sheets, which I, I think are beyond compare. That center box at Savant, just to give you an idea of missing. And again, you can't just agree, oh, he misses a ton. It depends who it is, right? Shane McClanahan can miss middle, and Garrett Cole and Spencer Strider can miss middle-middle, right? They can aim middle-middle and still be fine. Guy like Bailey Fulton can't miss. Those misses are mistakes. Right, so we're looking for pitchers that are making mistakes on the input side. Again, when you get the nuance and the context, when you roll with us, it's a different type of thinking. It's not about necessarily being predictive, but being as descriptive as possible. Tyler C., man, thank you so much. Sneaks off work. Big congrats on the parlay hit. Well-deserved, yo. I see you, man. Thank you so much, guys. I really do appreciate it. It means the world. I mean, I honestly, it's like almost embarrassing. It just feels weird. I, I'm enough for the center of attention, but like, I just felt like it was for the wrong thing. But the stuff I've been hearing is like, you know, it couldn't happen to a better guy. So I do. It really means a lot to me. So again, I have a hard time backing fault, but let's take a look at the offenses. Pittsburgh offense has not been good, but they've shown strength with the discipline stuff. 12% walk rate, 27 chase. That's going to help you with a guy like Falter putting a lot of balls in contact all the top five pull rate. They haven't really knocked with the power, but again, we've covered this in the year. When you start some discipline and you're pulling the ball, I expect good things to come. The St. Louis offense is just awesome right now. Not really getting enough credit because they are a bad team. Because the bullpen's bad, the pitching is bad, but the offense is really good. I mean, they have a single-digit K-minus walk rate as a team last 500 plate appearances. That is unbelievable. Top three-line drive, 118 WRC+. And if I'm not mistaken, i got to check something. i got to check something. I think they, it's been... Yeah, okay. I don't know why I had Folter righty. Folter is a lefty. And... The Cardinals have murdered lefties, 341 Woba, 349 expected Woba versus lefties. That is really healthy. Very hard to get those sustained numbers up there as far as expected stuff go if you model. Like, you kind of know what I mean. They're coming low. So St. Louis and Pittsburgh, we go over. Was the total listed, Jay? I talked right through it. Sorry. Adam Wilson says, congrats to the Brick Bowl, Earn. Really do appreciate it, man. Always good to see new faces in the room, sitting at the bar early in the morning. You know, again, late August, a lot of baseball shows kind of hung it up, packed it in. Some of them are just off the air. They're complaining about losing things. Or a lot of the betters have gotten crushed. Right? I mean, I just cracked 30 units on my site, which is funny. I roll with Maddie. was like, Maddie's closing on 200 units. You know, if you're a big volume better, he's well worth it. If you're a little more, if you're a little more like, if you're doing more of your own work or, you know, a little more generic, it might be me. Again, they're both cheap enough to do it. If you're better, they're making lots of money. Anyway. So Jay brought up those totals as I was talking. It's a, it's a 10. This thing opened. I, I had eight and a half. Maybe I didn't get it right. Maybe it wasn't listed. So oh, it was a lot of talking for absolutely nothing. I'm just fading that one. I don't like to go over double digits. But again, if you are a DFS player, if you're into the, you know, what is it called? Prize picks and underdog, all those kind of, you know, parlay sites. That's a, a really great place to unload because they let you same game parlay without eating all the juice and without the punishment seriously i don't like to recommend parlays but if you're going to do it 
I think those are the places to do it and then focus on these kind of games. St. Louis, Pittsburgh could explode. Next up, let's go Mets go. David Peterson on the bump as a plus 180 dog against the Bravos going down to the dirty, dirty and Alan whining. So I was taking a look at the youngster. He's been, he's pretty good. And I actually think he might be legit. So again, that's all the, uh, that's all the Braves needed was an actual new, like starter. Of course, they were struggling. OPMG never miss you, man. Quarter my eye. Capo. What's going on? Appreciate you for jumping in. Peterson's really struggled. 5-4 ERA, 1-6-5 whip, 8-50 OPS. The expected ERA north of 5. That's always got to be a red flag. He has gotten punished with the BABIP, but he's getting crushed. I mean, he has a 400 expected Woba on contact. That is always bad news. Like You're just getting hit way too hard, way too often. He's really struggled on the road. 323 batting average allowed, 950 OPS, 7 and 3 quarter ERA, almost two home runs per nine for Peterson on the road. That's going to be really rough when you're facing those Braves, man. They are so, so good. Number one, last 500 plate appearances in doubles, runs, average, OBP, Hard hit rate, Woba, yikes. And they have the best lefty-righty split in the league. 381 Woba versus lefties, 371X. You just, you know, you pick your spots to bet on the Braves' run line, pretty much. We're always going to have questions of what to expect from... Might be win-ins or whine-ins. He's only gone 11 and a third. He was strong both times. Went four and, two, four and a third the first time out. Gave up two at Milwaukee. Then he faced these Mets. Went seven innings. Gave up none. Walked two. Struck out nine. Also, he was very strong in the minor leagues last year. I was taking a look at this. 100 and last year, this year, I'm sorry. Earlier this year. Whine-ins. For Atlanta, AAA, 113 innings to a 2.79 ERA and a 1.03 whip, 6% walk, 49 ground ball, less than one home run per nine, right? Again, uh, you don't get perfect translation from minors to majors, but that is the profile. Those are the inputs that we like. He has control, enough strikeouts, keeps it down, no home runs. If you were to give me a compilation of skills that were to translate when we go over, that would be them. Jay has... Ooh, we got, man, plus money on the Braves. Hold on, let me just check the bullpens. If I'm not wrong, the Mets bullpen's terrible. Braves bullpen's rolling. Yes, run line on the Braves, man. Maybe it's a donkey bat. I just, just go, man. Just go, 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 go. Check it out. We already did the pitching. Again, Winans has been good so far this year in the bigs. 30% K, only 6% walk. Again, it's only 11 and a third. The offense, you know, it's a landslide. Mets offense has been good. Has been good. We might be expecting a couple runs. But I think this one gets decided at the end. Mets bullpen last 54 innings. It's a 6-5 ERA. Yikes. 45 fly ball, 10% barrel. What's that equal? You, the handsome fellow in the back. More than two home runs per nine. This is just going to get you crushed. Atlanta really starting to rock and roll. Last 47 innings. It's a 1-9 ERA, 1-15 whip, 28% K. Half a homer, nine. Only one loss in that span. Braves are hot. And if you can get that run line, like we're going to get it. What was it, Jim? Plus? Oh, oh, darn. Wait, do you have... I thought I saw plus 130 on the minus one and a half. Maybe that was the F5. Was the F5 listed at one and a half? I just can't keep up with these books anymore. Yeah, it was. Just absolutely bananas. I'm sorry. I see it now, brother. Uh, minus 110. Why don't, you, why don't you hold it? Why don't you bin the Braves for money line? We'll keep that one in mind. If we can find another heavy favorite, I'll go with the Braves in the pairing. If not, the reason I pumped the brakes, everyone, just to be very clear. F5 betting has changed. I have something to do with it. What it is, what it is. Lines, it was the standard, were always half a run as the spread. 
Now we're getting to the point where some lines get posted as one and a half. I'm never, ever going to look to cover one and a half through five. Absolutely ever. When I saw the one and a half and I saw the price, I thought it was full game. It was not. The 130 was actually 110 when you go full game. I really don't like to pay minus money for full game run lines that have to cover. Like, they should be paying us. You know, you shouldn't have to pay a premium, but it's the Braves. And again, we have a tremendous edge. The bullpen's been locked down. So it's, it's all, I'm on the fence. We'll, we'll deal with it before we get out of here. Next up is the Red Laundry from Boston going to Houston. Uh, James Paxton and Christian Javier. I went long because I was ranting. I got to hurry up, man. Oh, my gosh, Jay. I'm sorry. We're going five minutes long today. Paxton on the bump's been really good. 3 3 ERA, 114 whip. All the indicators below four. 20% came in his BB, exactly what we're looking for. The swing and misses are there. He's inducing chases. I mean, it's everything that we were hoping for. Can't be right. All right, my elevation basket is, is, is off. I'm going to have to go back and check it. Anyway, I've been into Paxton since he came back. He struggled a little bit. He came back, was really strong in the last outing. And I think we have the edge here against Christian Javier, who I have to admit, you know, big L for me. For all the doves we've been trying to take. Um, Javier is a huge loss for me. I thought he had really like Cy Young, not, like Cy Young vote-getting potential, right? SP1. Four, five, ERA, one, two, three, whip. The indicators are trash. I mean, his ball rate up at 38%, 54 first strike, so he's not getting ahead. He's missing middle, middle, three, eight, 381 expected wobble on contact. I mean, really kind of disastrous stuff. All the indicators really rough last 30 days. I know some people have been feeling like he's corrected a touch. Six XFIP, 540 Sierra last 40 days, let's call it. So Javier has really been a struggle. I think Houston has the edge on offense, but I know I posted the F5 money line here. So if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. I just went for the straight up plus 110. So we just take the plus money and, again, play for the push. If we're tied through five, I don't want anything to do with this because I have no confidence in the Red Sox. Bullpen, they've been They've been. I'm sorry, I went too far. They've been better as of late. The ERA is up in five, last 53 innings, but the Sierra at 314, 28K to only six walk. If you're looking at underpinning stuff, that's pretty strong. The thing is, Houston's not to be messed with. They're awesome right now. Sub two ERA, last 39 innings as a squad. So give both Boston F5. Again, I'm a little nervous. I didn't skip the uh, offensive stats because they're in our favor. I skipped it because they're not. Though Boston can hit anybody, Javier has not been good. Houston has hit lefty, so I understand that has scared a couple people off. But again, F5, just so, so, so variant. Yo, James WP, welcome aboard. Good to see you in the chat. My friend, appreciate you. It's just more like John Lagoza, man. I really, yo, you just mean so much to me, man. William Craig, what's going on? Big hit, couldn't happen to anybody better. Dub C, thank you, grazie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My goodness, my gracious, man. Just too much. The love is too much, man. Put me, I don't want to say we're going to put me down. We want to keep the blinders on, man. Most important thing always is to have the work ethic, right? Controlling the things that we can control. That is something I'll never, ever, ever get off of. I don't swing the bat. I didn't call those balls and strikes. But I do know I can get up at 5 in the morning. I can be, have a clear head. I can work my freaking ass off to bring you the GD best baseball show on the internet. Rate, review, and subscribe because it matters more than it should. This show is going really long. Next up, Luis Castillo. I think we have our favorite. Here it is, Jay. So let's do the package deal. I won't bury the lead. Luis Castillo is much better than Tuki Toussaint. The Mariners' offense is much better than the White Sox' offense. And the Mariners' bullpen is better than the White Sox' bullpen. How's that? 
for analysis. Boom, you want nuance, you want context, you're getting it here. That was that was just about as detailed as it gets. But it is reality. We're running long. And it like, do I need to tell you that Castillo has been an absolute, he's been an absolute ace. And Toussaint is just pitching over his head and darker times are coming. The White Sox offense really stinks. And the Seattle offense is rocking right now. They have a 142 WRC plus the last 500. So let's package those two. We're going to have plus money. Packing together Seattle and the Braves for the win. Donkey Town. Although I think there is a legitimate argument to be made. This time of year in baseball, there is a room for that. You know, again, you just you get teams that are injured and not refilling, trying out new guys, rolling out bad pitching. They've sold after bullpens and didn't replace it, and that's where a lot of times, if you notice, these games are decided. Right, so you go in full games, give the better team the chance at it. Next up, it's Golden Graham Ashcraft and my Reds on the road minus. I'm sorry, plus one ten slight dogs against Luke Giolito, Paisan, and Halos. I was a big Ashcraft guy. He fell apart. It turned out he was hurt. Since he's been back, he's been awesome. So I got to admit, I'm kind of buying the Ashcraft stuff. The indicator is not as good last 40 as I'd like him to be, but the stuff plus, well, the chart, the pitching plus, looking really strong as well. He's also, if I'm not mistaken, he's been... I thought Ashcraft had been... Ashcraft has been really good on the road. And we know he doesn't surrender home runs. G Lito, it's been a struggle, man. He's kind of come back to earth as really like a just, really kind of a lot of just a guy metrics. You know, the walk rate creeping back up towards nine. He's missing a ton. He's not inducing chases at all. Just the stuff that really kind of scares us for Giolito. And the offense not doing him any favors. Angels, this is all, the offensive stuff's just off the page. Bad. Cincinnati really going through a downspin as well. But the underpinning stuff, the expected stuff for the Angels, just as bad as it could be. I think it's dead last and expected Woba last 30. I mean, not to be outdone against Seattle, Cincinnati, not far behind them because they strike out so much. So I think I like Cincinnati through five. I think I had agreement on the algo. No, I actually didn't get there because the pricing, the pricing wasn't there. Because it was a little too close for comfort. Jeff L's on both of the under pitcher keys in this one. Yeah, I, I probably feel you. You know, I've been working. I got some last 30 stuff. Ashcraft not striking out anybody last 30. 16% K-weight last 30. And then a 15% strikeout rate to righties on the air. That's one place you could go to look for angels that are right-handed that don't are not striking out recently. And that's one of the places you might find it. And a guy like Hunter Renfro, I think, is a perfect example. Hey, let's check it out. Maybe we can do something in real time. It might help just to kind of see where I'm coming from because I know you think of a player like Hunter Renfro and it's, it's all power and, like, strikeout, you know, stuff. And it's just not always the case. Again, if you're keeping in mind, his number's not just okay. They're not great, right? I mean, I, I haven't played him. I thought I, I thought I saw his name pop up in maybe i'm mistaken okay you had to shrink it down so it's last seven so again which is a little tight not something i necessarily chase but it's a piece of how to understand this so renfro four strikeouts in his last 19 plate appearances he has a 94 percent zone contact rate an average chase rate and a 10 percent swing strike now the fact of the matter is renfro is going to be listed at plus 180 to not strike out every day given the ashcraft stuff and now remember also right Angels at home. So you could skip the ninth frame. Ashcraft pitches to contact, doesn't strike out righties, and could go distance. So he might go seven and strike out three guys. 
And you're only talking about one potential bullpen at bat. You're worried about striking out. Again, that's how you get to some of this stuff. Just to give you an idea, because I've not been getting so much response about this. All right, next up. This one, again, I don't want to bury the lead, but we do have to hurry up and touch. I thought, yeah, I love the analysis. Brian Rose says we need General Mills as a sponsor with Golden Grams, Ansgraff, Honey Nut, Cheerios. Dude, Br- Brian Rose, dude, get yourself a camera, get yourself a microphone, get yourself on the air with me. <laughs> Yo, I got so much love for you, man. Again, a, a piece of one of the better parts of this, this kind of job. Yeah, I get to talk about sports a lot. Believe it or not, it can be stressful. Putting putting picks out for the public and dealing with stuff, it can be stressful. But one of the best parts is just meeting like-minded people that are, I call us degenerates in all the, in all the right way. Right, fully focused on gambling the work without being depositing chump donkeys. And that's really important. Be part of the failings. Rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out Betstamp. Jay, why don't you bring up Betstamp? You'll take it from me after we do another bit of caveman analysis. We want to go over the eight. Please tell me the full game is still at eight. Please, please tell me the full game is still at eight. No, the full game is no longer at eight. You can get eight and a halfs. So we'll win together at nine. I got a clean eight this morning. I was shocked. Why? Tucker Davidson is starting for the Royals. He's going to open. He pitched two days ago. He's been brutal. Seven ERA, one seven whip. If not, it might be Alec Marsh. He's also been brutal. Going up against Paul Blackburn, who's okay, but ah, he's really struggling. He has a one five whip because he's walking guys. And he can't really afford that. We know he's going to put balls in place. So he's always a pop for some double plays. But... He's, you know, you're opening yourself up without the stuff to get cracked as well. He has suppressed hard contact, but the Royals are rolling right now. We know the A's bullpen is just an absolute and abject disaster. Kansas City, last 50 innings, they have a nearly 5 Sierra, 12% walk. Oakland, last 51 innings, they have a 5 plus Sierra, 1-8 whip, 12% walk. They both have 12% walk rates. Oakland surrendered a double-digit barrel. They both have five losses in the last 14 days. So if we don't get this one early, just be patient. I think you'll get this one late. Okay, so we're going over full game. Royals in Oakland. Again, don't rush it, but this one has a chance to absolutely go just off the rails. Next up, Jordan Montgomery and the Rangers on the road. Minus 150 favorites against Slade Chikone. And the Snakes with shapes on their back. Chaconi, I mean, again, it's only been 10 innings, 3-5 ERA, not buying it. All the indicators north of 5. The K rate is too low. He has kept it down, but he's getting it hard. I mean, I'm just worried, of course, about the, You never want to go face the Texas offense. As much as we like to try and identify underdogs and, you know, bad chalk, where, you know, Montgomery's been really good. Pitching to a 3-3 ERA with a 6% walk, 35% ball. He does get ahead and induces chases and wins in the zone. Something a bit out of character for him. You know, I I, think he, I never thought he was just a guy. I liked him when he was a Yankee, but he a little more swing and miss, a little more finesse maybe than I thought. There's probably a pitch mix change in there that we I'll be looking at in the offseason. But Montgomery's just been very good. He's also been very good at home. He's been very good last 500 pitches, so you really should run away with this one. One thing is the Arizona offense is starting to get going a little bit. You know, they they were terrible for a touch. They started off so good this season. But where does it start with the discipline, right? 10% swing strike, 29 chase, 89 zone contact as a team. And that does play up against a guy like Montgomery who does allow some contact. So don't count Arizona out. I may have this one as bad chalk. I want to check the algo really quick. No, I actually have Texas destroying. Maybe I'm missing some bullpen stats here. 
Texas bullpen has been okay. The Arizona bullpen is trash. I think that's what the algo likes so much. I'm just not really in love with it. I think if you wanted the Texas money line, it's probably it's probably fine. Also, maybe the F5 money line. I don't know. It's I guess it's got I mean, I guess it's a little bit of everything, right? You're wondering what the model loves so much. I mean, Texas is just better, right? And Chaconi, it's always hard to kind of model for those guys. I try not to punish them for the tiny small set, but you also can't, you know, you can't make this guy into a a better than average starter, right? That's just how I feel about it. It's very hard to do that. I try not to stick my finger in the model at all. So, and again, this is always about sustainability and finding good pricing. Jay, bring up the bed. You have to leave up the bed stamp, man, because you want to show people about the menu, why it matters so much. Again, we're using bedstamp.app forward slash call the bed. Jay, tell them all about it, brother. Sure thing, John. I got you. Uh, if you're looking to improve as a sports better, the easiest way to do so is to always get the best odds and is to use multiple sports books. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, we recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to compare odds across every sports books for games, futures, and player props. Save time and money by checking Betstamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through that page, it just helps support the show. That's betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen. You can find the pin, uh, the pin comment or you can find that in the description. Now back to John. All righty, let's wrap it up strong as always. Last one on the pump. This one gave me a nightmare because I didn't know that Ryan Weathers, who pitches for San Diego, now pitches for the Marlins, who is playing San Diego. So I guess we got a Ryan Weathers revenge game on deck. Padres have Michael Walker on the bump. Mike Walker had been very good. Got touched up a bit. He ended up hitting the IL. I'm stammering to get to the game log. I want to see when the if he made his last one. He went 8-15. He pitched five scoreless against Baltimore. So I guess Walk is back as a five-and-dive guy. That kind of kept me off it. Weathers had a rough year. Seven ERA, one seven whip. Indicators agree. Five and a half Sierra. Six percent came on his BB. Yikes. Remember when this guy people we thought he might be good? Yikes. Well, Walk has been excellent. Two seven ERA, one flat whip. Because of, you know, it's a control plus ground balls. He's really got it done. Limited hard contact, and now he's got the backing of a really sick offense again. Yes, I always said the Padres offense was going to be good. You got to time this stuff. So the batting average of the team is low. They're just selling. They're like selling out like crazy, but it's really interesting. So normally when you think of sellout, you think of poor discipline. This is <laughs> sellout with good discipline is very unique, but it's also why they're doing so well. Twenty-one K to only nine percent walk. 10 swing strike, 29 chase, 88 zone contact. So the discipline is very strong for San Diego. Those are all well above average, probably top five to top eight in the league in that 500 plate appearance span. But, but, right, so number one in hard hit, top three in barrels, but no production, 220 average, 298 OBP, 667 OPS for the pods. It's like, it's been really up and down. When they get the stick on it, right, they've done a ton of damage. I think there's a, an element of passivity here, right? That might explain the walk rate and the lack of production. I'd be really interested. i got to dive in a little bit further into the Padres. They're unique. It's a unique bunch. There's a couple of good strikeout props here, though. Here, I'll walk you through it since we're already going a little bit long. And I know that at least there's at least one person that was listening for the first time that wanted to hear this. So here we go. Ryan Weathers, 16% K rate last 30 days. He has struck out less than 15% of righties on the year. Keep that in mind. So we're looking for righties against Weathers. Remember, we're a favorite and we're at home. So it's a double checking boxes because if you have a favorite and a home, you might only have eight frames. 
sometimes you have to worry about scoring a ton of runs because if you're scoring runs, you're creating more plate appearances. But runs very hard to predict. I don't want to overreact it. So if you jump over to my little snazzy custom leaderboard, I have I should put these out. There's a there's a few hitters here that are on at plus money because they've struggled on the season, and I don't feel the books have corrected properly, and this is kind of what I'm saying. So Xander Bogarts right now, okay. On the season. Oh, he's actually dropped his K run in the season. I thought it was a bit higher than that. So it's only 17%, which is excellent, right? He's never been a big strikeout guy. But in particular, as of late, last 53 plate appearances, he has five strikeouts. So it's a sub 10% K rate. Again, even though I don't care too much about it, it's pretty impressive. 93 zone contact, 26 chase, five swing and strike. I mean, those are those are absolutely elite, elite disciplinary metrics. Going up against a pitcher. Who doesn't strike out righties in a bullpen that's not very good 14% walk rate for the Marlins last 14 days and Xander Bargo's gonna be yeah I think he's plus 125 so you just kind of you know find the players and then look at the odds and it gets a little tough to find it uh Juan Soto also 7K's last 55 90 zone contact 5 swing and strike 23 zone contact Jake Cronenworth he's plus odds today 97 zone contact, 6% swing to strike. I mean, people ask, oh, I don't do it. I don't do it. They're right there for the taking, you know. So again, OPMG, yeah, I put them onto the custom leaderboards. Really helpful. Again, you go to Fangraphs, it's free. You use, go to the split leaderboard. Or you go scroll down to the bottom. You can make custom leaderboards. You name them. You bring them right up. And if you're a little sharp, you can, you can copy and paste those and stick them right in a formatted sheet. Before you know it, you're off to the races. So there you go. Last feather in the cap on how to do some of the work. Not only showing you how we do it. Not only doing the thing, showing you how to do the thing, so you could do the thing. So maybe one day I don't have to do the thing. What's that? All right, everybody, let's get out of here. We're five minutes late, but hopefully that was worth it. Talked a little smack, pumped myself up, talked a little more smack, and then did the thing that we do. Hopefully the best game analysis with, you know, gambling application that there is right now. I try and consume as much content as I can. I feel really bad if I'm forgetting anybody, but the baseball betting content, not very good. Not very good. In fact, a lot of it is, is misleading. And I feel like I feel like a lot of good analysis I found is, is copying. And now that I'm kind of in the BGC, thank you. Now that I'm kind of in this sphere, I I see some of the receipts. And again, I've been blessed enough to be thought of as kind of like a like a center point. I've had some very popular handicappers like ask me if they should go public with someone. Should we drag this person? My answer is usually no. I don't like the fireworks. I don't like the drama. I like to think we could all work against the books. But again, if you want to smoke them, <laughs> you, you want to smoke fools? I, I just smoked a couple fools earlier on. You know what I mean? I get it. You got to smoke them sometimes. But overall, spending your time on the things that matter to help you be more efficient and make more money, be more productive, is generally more plus EV. And every once in a while, if you want to blow up some steam, let the valve off. Just don't break it. Make sure you close it. Keep that, you know, negative energy to a minimum. That will do it. Appreciate you all. Rate, review, and subscribe matters more than it should. Call to the Pen HQ, fastest show in MLB. Absolutely freaking movie anywhere. My goodness. Glenn Hance, I will always stop for a new name in the chat. Newbie here, been in the house for a month. Great content. I'm a believer. Then we saw his face. He's a believer. Not a trace of doubt in his mind. I <laughs> appreciate you all, yo. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Call to the Pen. From J&J, man. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy the pay. 
Remember, when you work this hard, there's a lot less like Lock Yoga. Peace.